Hello, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, and wherever you are listening in this wonderful, beautiful world that we're living in right now. My name is Jason Cooper. I work in sort of training and sales development, and have been over the last number of years. So this podcast is all about, we're basically on a mission to discover some of the most cutting-edge L&D techniques in use today. We work with uh, companies like yours that are dealing with remote training, as that's the nature of the world so far. And one of the most pressing topics in 2021, my guest today is Aaron McKenna, who ironically enough, I've known for uh, quite a number of years now. I, uh, when I was doing sales, I knocked down on his door at uh, Complex uh, many years ago, um, trying to sell him some online digital advertising and stuff like that. So Aaron, you're very welcome today. Thank you. So Aaron, um, your past has been in quite an eclectic uh, experience. Um, you, you were managing director at the Digital Marketing Institute. For people in the big wide world out there, they don't know what the Digital Marketing Institute. Um, they teach uh, a wide range of digital certifications uh, pretty much around the globe. Uh, Aaron, you could probably give a better synopsis than I can. And uh, you're also now, you're working for the UCD, which is Ireland's largest university. So you run uh, uh, bespoke courses on leadership, business, and so much more. Aaron, would you give a little bit better background than I did just then? That that, that, that was perfect. Uh, uh, there are many people who would describe my experience as, as far worse than eclectic. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, uh, I've worked for a long time in, I suppose what you call digitally enabled businesses, right? So, so e-commerce businesses, uh, uh, global education, um, uh, and uh, lately, at, uh, at UCD, at Ireland's largest university, as I say. And um, yeah, the past uh, a couple of years before I was here uh, were probably my first foray into the um, uh, the education space uh, at DMI. And uh, really interesting company started out uh, doing digital marketing training here in Ireland, uh, 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 grew a bit of a global footprint, uh, uh, decided uh, to create a, a proper certification for digital marketing, uh, uh, which wasn't really in existence uh, uh, before that, and uh, and took it to the world and um, uh, and had a lot of fun and a lot of success doing it. Uh, so DMI would sell direct to individuals, sell through corporates, through L&D departments, uh, uh, a lot of people involved in digital transformation, and also through a, a great partner network. And uh, we sold the business, um, uh, and a couple of years later, I left to to come to UCD. UCD is a, I suppose, a, 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 a public sector university, um, but um, uh, uh, very interested in looking at ways that they can do innovative things and, and, and new things, uh, A, to service the core market and, and help to, to, to drive on education uh, in Ireland and, and indeed around the world. UCD is Ireland's global university. Uh, and also to um, uh, uh, find, a, find a few ways, I'm sure, to make a few quid while we're at it as well. And uh, yeah, and, and probably the, the, the most successful thing I've been working on in my time at UCD to date is a thing called the UCD Professional Academy, which is uh, uh, what what I like to colloquially call everyday fo- courses for everyday folks. I'm sure some yeah. uh, uh, brand person is going to come along someday and, and tell me, no, 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 we're calling it this, but that's what it is, Jason. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so we do a range of courses, uh, uh, everything from project management to data analytics, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, leadership management, as you say, and so on. And uh, uh, we kind of we, we work with a lot of uh, professionals who are kind of in their career. Most of the folks mm-hmm. who come to us are ten years or more actually uh, uh, in work, and they're coming back for short, sharp kind of thirty-plus hour uh, uh, courses that they can bring mm-hmm. into their uh, their workplace. Uh, the day after they they they, they learn something, um, uh, obviously there's a tremendous amount of value. So UCD, for example, has uh, a really um, top-ranked MBA. It's one of uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the top-ranked in, in in Europe, um, and that's a fantastic experience for any working professional who wants to to go and undertake something like that. But let's say it's 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 up here, and and we're down here in terms of of let's get you some short sharp skills uh, yeah. uh into yeah. the workplace today tomorrow and hopefully actually bring you on a journey then with uh with ucd over time uh, into into bigger and better things while we're at it yeah because uh, soft skills now are one of the the top things that you can possibly have in any business now regardless what it, if it's leadership or whether it's sales or or, or um excel training or whatever it's it makes the biggest impact within businesses today. And I know coming from now, I'm in, in this area now, so I totally understand where it is. How, so how's the business really pivoted in the last 12 months since this uh, mad mad world that we're in right now over with COVID? So what's changed? <laughs> well, digital transformation at scale, digital transformation was an interesting thing that people spoke about. And then uh, yeah. I think everybody uh, uh, had to uh, hightail it uh, uh, at speed. So for us, for example, we were actually delivering uh, pretty much exclusively in the classroom um, uh, 13, 14 months ago. And we had to move uh, everybody online. The whole university, like many higher education institutions, had to move lots of people online at speed and uh, successfully did so, maintained high uh, customer satisfaction whilst doing it, which uh, I kind of laugh about it. Uh, I was expecting some blowback somewhere along the way, but actually it's a credit to the people who are lecturing, the people uh, uh, who are working in the background to actually deliver our courses and and maintain our operations that that actually we um, uh, kept everybody happy happy but we've mm-hmm. really been looking now and saying okay well you know uh phase one get everybody online phase two uh, uh which we were kind of doing anyway at the time is let's 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 find platforms tools partners we can work with who can really elevate the the learning experience and i'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a big believer that it doesn't matter even after covid uh when you return to the classroom if that's the setting you want to return to um, if you're in a learning environment where it's augmented with uh, uh, tools, platforms, whatever, uh, 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 that are maybe maybe designed with with ed tech and e learning at the front, mm-hmm. you think somebody's sitting at home and they're they're, they're sitting on the computer uh, 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 doing the learning. Actually, it's going to be highly beneficial to you, no matter what setting you're in. If you're in a blended setting, if you're in a pure play uh, uh, online setting, or if you're, you're you're in the classroom. So, I think um, uh, probably. If you, if you want to find a silver lining uh, uh, in, in COVID for higher education, because there's, there's definitely been a, a lot of dark cloud, but a silver lining, I think, is that uh, uh, a lot of organizations have discovered new ways of doing things that will probably look to enhance the student experience, the learning experience, and ultimately the outcomes mm-hmm. uh, uh, over the long term. And I think I think that's that's going to be super interesting to watch as we return uh to please god normality uh, at some point in the near future uh, 
as and when that might be, we don't know. Uh, other people that uh, I've discussed this topic with is um, what it has done is saved a lot of money. It saved a lot of airfares uh, for the international companies that I've been speaking with. Like now, uh, they don't have to pay for hotels. They don't have to pay for this. They don't have to pay for rooms and uh, lunches and all of that, which which is good. So it's the cost saving. But the other side of it is they miss the inter the, the personal connection with people, which is uh, right. a, a miss. How do you think the the next twelve months will play out? What's if you had a crystal ball in front of you? What would that look like? Yeah, twelve months or twenty four or thirty six months. I think I think first of all the 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 comeback from COVID is going to be slower than than uh, people would like. Yeah, that's the first thing. Uh, 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 I think um, you're right to your point about costs. I think the um, the CFO of Amazon came out uh, at one of his quarterly updates uh, last year and said that uh, he, was saving, he was saving about a billion quid on travel uh, uh, that year, <laughs> and uh, uh, that's 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 all. Even even for a company of Amazon scale, that's a lot of money. Um, uh, but I think I think in future those sorts of person-to-person -person interactions are going to become more um, more meaningful, more thoughtful. Uh, I think that uh, you will have to think twice before hopping on an airplane to go to a meeting, hopping on yeah. an airplane to, to bring everyone to a seminar or something like that. Um, uh, uh, and so I think, I think that uh, uh, it's not going to be lost completely because people, if, if I look at, I was, I was watching the news last night and... Um, People in care homes in the UK are being allowed for the first time to hold hands with their their, their loved ones. So they're not allowed to hug them and they're not allowed to kiss them, but they're allowed to hold hands with them. And uh, that's the sort of thing that people really want. They want that kind of human connection. And and I think that, that that's never going to go away. And, and if we transpose yeah. that into a business context, that's still going to be important. That being said, I think that, uh, uh, you know, you're going to see a reduction in... Um, in, in time usage and dwell time spent yeah. flying on airplanes and all the rest of it. I think a lot of airlines, for example, are that rely heavily on, on business passengers to, um, uh, uh, to, to kind of keep their profit margins up. They're looking at their business models and saying, we're going to have to upend this completely. Now, maybe things will come back and things will be completely different, but, but, uh, or sorry, completely the same. Yeah. yeah. People are forecasting, but, but that's, that's, that's kind of where the money is. And, and I think that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, then investment moves into other areas. Investment moves into uh, technologies that can bring us closer together. Um, how can you make uh, conferencing events? Uh, how can you make uh, classroom learning environments um, uh, 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 more, uh, uh, I guess, more sustainable for humans who are sitting yeah. behind a screen? Because it's it's tiring. It's 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 not as engaging. Sometimes it's it can be more difficult for some people to to learn and engage and even engage in meetings and so on. So how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you solve for that? Um, uh, and I think like I was, I was looking at some data from PitchBook uh, and last year uh, uh, spending uh, by venture capitalists on ed tech companies or investments into them uh, more than doubled versus the previous yep. year. And I think that that's, that's a bet on sustainable um, uh, returns because the, the behavior is going to change. And as I mentioned earlier, even where people do return to in-person settings, they're likely to be using the technology that they picked up uh, uh, online to try and mm -hmm. 
uh, a better their experience overall. So I think I think it's it's it. There is going to be a shift in in how we interact and where we interact and so on. But then I think there's also when we even get back to interacting in person, I think there's a significant um, body of change to how that's going to work to hopefully enhance our experiences and make them better experiences uh, irrespective mm-hmm. of where we are. I was just thinking while you're talking, actually, um, I don't know whether you remember a few years back, probably about 10, 15 years, they, there's a bit of technology called Habo Hotel, where people can meet virtually online in a virtual space. And I think that sort of technology with the VR headset is where things will probably be going. Uh, we've fast forwarded about five years in terms of uh, how we utilize and use technology uh, more so than ever before, um, utilizing our broadband, um, uh, our, our space around here. So I think the the learning experience, especially online, is going to be richly um, enhanced. So there's more, um, I don't know, it, uh, insightful way of learning. Um, and we know there's a thing called Pomodoro technique, uh, which is 25 minutes learn and then take a break, 25 minutes, and you do that up to two hours. But the brain can't concentrate more than 25 minutes at a time. We start to play with our phones and look out the window and do all those wonderful techniques. So how do you think the blended stuff is going to work in that sort of environment now? Now it's going to be part classroom, hopefully, and then more so, I'd say, 50-50. But what do you see the the, the split going forward? Yeah. <laughs> If I, if I had a perfect answer for that, Jason, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, be a wealthier man. But I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I reckon that, that there are a couple of ways that the technology can influence the blended environment, right? So, so let's take one example, I think, is, is what value do people really get out of the person-to-person interactions? And usually mm-hmm. it's things like discussion, right? So, yeah. for example, in a blended learning environment, you could move to do more of potentially uh, and this ranges by subject uh, uh, we're probably not going to do this with our with our vets we're not going to get them sitting at home getting mr fluffy woofy uh, uh, in for an experiment <laughs> but uh, 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 but depending on the subject that you're doing um, you may have a situation where maybe you do more of your learning behind a screen in as you mentioned maybe an augmented sort of a, a, yep. a, of an environment uh, chunks of learning bit of a quiz reinforce uh, uh, interesting tools you can work with to 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 get you to consume some information and then maybe yeah. the human to human interaction is more focused on uh, discussion embedding of the learning and and and, and understanding uh, rather than someone standing there delivering slides to you mm-hmm. and um, uh, so that that that'd be one example another great example we have a program in uh, data analytics we work with a, a great partner called uh, data camp who have built a, a super learning platform uh, uh, and uh, uh, you know you can you can learn and then you can kind of sit there in your browser without a lot of uh, having installed a load of software or anything and you can do coding assignments there and then and bang your transfers right and I've just simplified their super product into a, into a mm-hmm. second page. <laughs> there you go uh, but but we we use their platform and so we have learners who are going off who are uh, uh, learning on that platform and then when they're coming and they're interacting with a lecturer it's really where can the lecturer add value to the specific 
uh, challenge of deepening your understanding rather than just teaching you uh, yeah. uh, at the front. And, and I'm sure there are there will probably be a lot of studies post-COVID in particular about the right way to do that. Should you have lecturer, then go away and do something lecturer again? Or, yeah. or what, what's the right way to do it? And certainly we're, we're doing a lot of learning uh, in that space ourselves. But yeah. I think that there's, uh, the, there's an example there. For example, if you return to the classroom now, instead of you know hopping on a Zoom, maybe you're, you're in a lecture theater, you can have easier breakout groups or you can you can do interesting things. You can wander and have a coffee and chat to your, your fellow learners. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of intangibles there as well. Uh, 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 but at the same time, you crack open your laptop in the lecture theater and you guys can recomplete an exercise, look at something, get a deeper level of understanding. So I, I guess it's an example of where you can marry the technology and the learning experience. And actually, it, COVID maybe forced you to make that. Maybe there were definitely a lot of people who were ahead of the curve and who were doing that anyway. But maybe COVID has pushed in aggregate more learning institutions into that space, use tools, yeah. platforms, etc. And they look at it and they say, okay, well, we're back. In, in more normal circumstances, let's bring this to us. They, they, they were doing um, uh, a while back, they, they had a hologram teacher, a hologram lecturer, didn't they, in um, some of the universities. So they were at home and they were teaching. So maybe there's a, a premise on that. Uh, I don't know how far we are down the line with that, uh, that learning of having the holographic appearance, maybe a holographic appearance of... Um, uh, I don't know if you, uh, I'm probably going off on a tangent here. I don't know if you've seen the last Star Wars a few Star Wars ago where they were all um, holograms around a table. So maybe that's where things might go going forward in a few years' time. What I was actually thinking of is um, how learning and how people um, learn at their own play, uh, pace by blended learning, the artificial intelligence must be there to prompt you and focus you in on certain parts of your learning journey and give you more help depending where you actually are at the moment i can see that happening and i'm not sure yeah. it is happening in your experience i, I mean a, a big trend in, in um, corporate learning environments is creating uh, learning pathways for people uh, so you create um, uh, analytics at the front let's see where yep. everybody's skills are let's identify uh, uh, you know mary and jack and joe and uh, jane have different uh, needs so let's create let's not just say hey everybody we're doing a project management course let's say okay right we're doing uh, uh, some training in project management we're starting at different points let's uh, mm -hmm. let's let's assess that and then let's bring people through it and I think to your point there is evolutions of that that will occur so potentially you know real-time uh, uh, adjustment to that real-time mm -hmm. props and so on sounds really easy when you say it really fast uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, can solve that problem but uh, but I think that there, there's a lot of development into that space and if I talk to uh, particularly corporate learning and development managers, what they're most interested in, yeah, they, they really want to get skills into the workforce. Everybody acknowledges that the the you know you don't stand still on skills. You got to be constantly uh, learning, upskilling, also investing mm -hmm. in your employees so that they will stay with you. But yeah, cool. uh, they need to minimize the time and impact on the business. They need to maximize the, the, the return on the on the investment and also keep people engaged because, you know, if, if, if you sit down, you know, Mary and Jack and Mary knows most of project management inside out, you're wasting her time. She's going to sleep. She's not getting a huge amount out of it. 
get her into uh, something that's really going to um, uh, 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 enhance her skills and enhance her 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 outcomes in the workplace whereas uh, uh you know you have another employee and they're just at the beginning of their journey there let's let's bring mm-hmm. them on the longer journey but let's not have the two of them sitting side by side trying to trying to learn the same thing and mary's looking out the window and now jack's wondering what's outside the window too and he's like yeah, yeah. so so i think i think there's there's the, the there definitely is a lot in that in terms of, of personalizing learning experiences uh, at particularly it'll be driven in the corporate context but what comes out of there will 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 filter down i'd say into the day-to-day learning yeah i'm sure it will the the thing that i've always been quite passionate about is um creating an environment that builds in habits habits of learning so they do the course today but what happens after that because this, you lose if you don't use it, you lose it after 24 hours. So you lose about 50% of the knowledge that's been given to you. So what's your ideas and thoughts about creating a sort of a habit environment where they have to keep on going and learning back for what they've done, but maybe implement what they've done in uh, so that it so the neurons are wired and fired together, so that there's a connection in the brain. Mm. I think there's, well, there's a couple of things. So first of all, I think you can try to create learning environments where um, uh, where learning is reinforced and you, you, you definitely want to retain more while they're, while they're going through the process. But then, uh, you know, to your point, and, and we deal a lot, obviously, with working professionals, they're returning in scenario to the workplace. There is a, uh, there's a significant question about... Um, uh, integrated L&D type programs. Like I remember working on a program for a, a blue chip once. Uh, they were going through a digital transformation within their sales organization and um, uh, to be highly reductive, right? Let's 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 use our CRM better. Let's use social selling skills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it wasn't just a, everybody go do a course in social selling. It was a genuine, let's do a course of learning. Let's, 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 uh, uh, get managers involved. Let's integrate it into the um, uh, uh, into the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's make, make a big deal out of it. Let's get people through this, and and let's let's watch the results uh, filter through, and then show people mm-hmm. what the results are, so the next cohort coming through can do a better uh, can, can can take it seriously as well. And um, uh, so I think I think there's a role for that, uh, and trying to find ways that through again platform and product you can create and make um, uh, probably easy differentiated experiences for, uh, again, managers so that they can participate, even if they're not participating in the learning, they can participate mm-hmm. in the learning journey and the experience, they can follow what their staff are doing, they can uh, uh, try to, 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 to bring that into the working environment. I think that's super important. Um, uh, uh, and I, then I think that the, there's, depending on your industry, depending on your space, there's a lot of room for, for example, if you're learning uh, more about different digital marketing platforms, you might get into the space of, of um, using sandbox and box environments, uh, mm-hmm. uh, testing things before you bring it into your workplace and so on, and having this natural progression. So th- uh, there's a whole variety of possibly tools that you can use, but ultimately, I think it, it does actually come back to um, 
how you structure it yourself and and as a learning provider if we can help you structure that yeah uh, 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 if it's in a workplace context is it something that's that's really been driven through the line in terms of the organization if you're an individual undertaking the training by yourself to have that awareness to actually bring the learning into your working environment and we, we see it all the time we see uh, students who are go act proactively going back to their organizations and saying okay well I'm learning this stuff and so I'd like to work on this and I'd like to do yep. that uh, that's going to help me in my learning and uh, and their organizations are supporting them in that and I think that's 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 super effective as well I think I think there is an element of the old-fashioned sort of let's um, let's uh, once we're through all the tools and the platforms let's make a conscious decision to to bring this in and and, and exercise this skill uh, 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 rather than just put the book down go to work and mm -hmm. come back a week later and we're like, oh what was that all about so there's, um, um, I like that. There's, um, uh, there's a thing at the moment now and by the future of work is when people get to a certain age, probably like myself, uh, uh, they change and they want, all of a sudden they want a career change. And probably this COVID thing has really made a massive impact on that. Now there has to be a lot more out there to enable people to upskill or pivot into the business that they are uh, and whether it's a corporate environment or whether it's a, an SME environment, but now they have to sort of remaster their, their learnings to do something slightly different within the organization that they work for. Now there's massive uh, amounts of uh, technology out there to help that. How do you see that? How do you see that making an impact in sort of, I think it's the, I think they call it the gray market. <laughs> the, uh, the gray market. Uh, well, you know, I think I, we've known for a long time that people don't just have one career now, right? So, yep. um, uh, that's, that's not going to come as a, as a surprise. Um, uh, I think, uh, like if I look at the pandemic and, and, and I look uh, at people, for example, here in Ireland who are, mm -hmm. uh, uh, losing their, their, their jobs or, or being furloughed, you have a lot of really, really, um, uh, I guess smart people uh, 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 who, uh, typically speaking, they have some form of higher education behind them, uh, mm -hmm. and you see a lot of people in, for example, back office in in hotel and travel. You see a lot of people in um, uh, uh, who, who maybe would have said to themselves, you know what, I'm 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 working in accounting in. Uh, um, in a hotel group and yeah, sure this yeah. job is safe as houses. Now, again, pre-pandemic, I think even lawyers are being um, uh, lined up for uh, uh, AI, there's the word again, and, and automation yeah. to do away with part of their work. Now, they'll probably uh, um, manage to keep um, uh, uh, their, their hand on the pie because it's a highly regulated industry. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but, but effectively, you have people who are in spaces where their jobs are being transformed. Banking, another example. Yeah, uh, uh, plenty of banks shutting branches because everybody's moving online. What yeah. happens to the people who've who've worked there for a long time? They're highly skilled. Um, I, I believe that there's no such thing as an unskilled uh, uh, worker, um, uh, uh, but uh, 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 highly skilled individuals. And now you're going to turn around to them and you're going to say, okay, well, we have a ton of job vacancies in data analytics. And they go, mm -hmm. oh, what? He uh, said, well, look, you know, in your job, you work with, uh, uh, you've worked with things like Excel, you've worked, whether you know it or not, with, with some form of, of data. Let's bring you on a journey, probably a digital literacy before we make you a data scientist. Mm -hmm. 
learning. Uh, 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 and I think that that it's it's incumbent on learning providers, it's incumbent on employers, not simply to turn and say, here's the skills we need, but actually to create ways for different individuals to go on that journey because i mm-hmm. think i think if you're if you're uh, and you may not be affected by covid you may just be wanting a change in your career you know you might be happy in sales but you want to move into again data analytics or something like that yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what you want to do maybe that's the side of sales you really enjoy and so you want to augment your skills and maybe you're going to come back in a sort of a a, a sales analytics type role or something like mm-hmm. that um i think it's it's incumbent on on those in the the education space for these people to look at ways that you can make the 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 experience accessible like if 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 i talk to professional academy students huge amount of them huge amount of them will say that was wasn't as hard as i thought it was going to be now we put a lot of resources in place to try to make their entry uh uh, if they haven't been involved in any sort of formal education in a long time as easy as possible Mm -hmm. Uh, but um uh uh, and, and and increasingly you see this for example um uh maybe coming up in uh apprenticeship programs obviously aimed at a slightly different cohort but apprenticeship programs where you know they're really putting together uh, work and study in a in a in a particular way that's likely to lead to a positive outcome versus study study yeah. study study and as you go into the industry and good luck. Uh, uh, so I think I think the way that people learn, I think I think there there is actually a space, even though we think of apprentices being left behind the ears. There's a, a space for more uh, uh, job based learning, apprenticeships, if you want to call them that, or or, or uh, returnships was a, was another mm-hmm. uh, expression. Uh, for particularly for folks returning to the workforce so for example um uh you know you've a lot of women take time out to uh, uh raise some kids returning to the workforce course, and, yeah. uh, uh you know I, I, you, you want to find the best ways to support them if you turn around and say okay well the skills maybe have, have changed a little or things have moved on a little bit uh, over the last five six years for example you know how do you actually make that a job-based uh, integrated learning experience so they yeah. can um, uh, push on. So there's, there's a lot of different examples, I think, of, of different cohorts who are engaged in in, in education, uh, education and work uh, yeah. and, and yeah. the intersection of them. And I think that the more we can do to uh, uh, combine those two things to uh, uh, make it more accessible uh, to folks, I think I think that's for the better because a lot of folks they're out there, they're in the world of work, and then when they're presented with with learning opportunities, too many of them are academic, purely academic in nature, which yeah. has its role to play, but you know it's it, it looks scarier than it is, and I I think there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of space to play and win if you can uh, make the experience for those folks. A more fulfilling one, an easier one, uh, and one that that gets them plugged into work uh, uh, as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's really quite fascinating. And I recently uh, went back and did a Ulster University course a couple of years ago, so I'm, I'm in that market as well. So I have, I wanted to re-pivot. I love learning now. It's only put towards uh, last ten years. I've really got, delved into it, gone on to course after course after course, and. But uh, last question for you, Aaron, is how do you personally learn? What what do you do to sort of upskill yourself? Uh, that's a great question. Um, uh, I, I think I'm a learn by interacting person. Um, uh, uh, now, so I enjoy reading, do a lot of reading, um, uh, uh, but 
but I think that there's a lot of learning you do when you're talking to smart people. Like when I go on a course, for example, yeah. um, uh, most, well, not most, a significant amount of the learning that I probably do is in the interaction with the, the my fellow students. Maybe it's mm -hmm. not the learning, maybe it's just what keeps me engaged. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably one of the hardest things I've found about COVID is that, that I've, I've been described as one of these people who manages by walking around and um, uh, and I really do enjoy that that sort of uh, 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 human interaction. Uh, uh, and, and certainly when I'm in a learning environment, I do. And um, so I'll happily go away and I'll read a book and learn what's in it and, and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, but then, um, uh, even more so than sitting watching a video, maybe. Uh, but then I will um, uh, uh, like to sit down and talk to people, mm -hmm. find the space to talk to them, even virtually. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with my uh, management team at the moment. We have a, a bit of a book club going, and, and we're looking at um, uh, uh, different titles, and we're kind of looking at the concepts, and then trying to relate them back. You know, does does this relate back to our business or not? Uh, and have a discussion about it in in that context. And um, uh, uh, on the one hand, it's I think it's just a good thing to do. But on the other hand, I was actually just trying to partially replicate a space where we could sit and have a conversation. Yes, about business, but not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, what's 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 the graph of the week, lads? Um, uh, uh, but let's 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 talk about something deeper and more meaningful. And yeah. so I think uh, uh, for me, it is it is that that sort of uh, human interaction is, 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 is super important to me. And uh, I think it's, it's probably what reinforces, drives, and keeps me engaged with a lot of learning that I do. I totally and utterly agree. Uh, I think the human interaction is where you learn the most. That's why I love doing these podcasts, because I learn huge amounts from people. And then I can apply a lot of them. And I've got it as a recording as well. So it really helps me to just go back over it review and go oh right these are the good points that i like to take and embed that learning for myself so aaron it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, great to catch up with you today really appreciate that um you've been listening to uh growing professionals uh funded by use because deeper learning from the greatest minds to have ever put pen to paper understand remember and deliberately practice the most actionable content from the best business books ever written Use because actually pushes all that wonderful learning into a really easy way, palatable way, so you can learn from some of the most wonderful minds in the world. Thank you so much again. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're an absolute gent and uh, wishing you all the very best success. Thank you, Jason. Hey, before you go, just a quick message about usebecause.com and what we're all about. We believe that true learning happens when you understand, remember, and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. So with that in mind, you can get access to our purpose-built learning tools to help you do just that. So try all our tools for all of our episodes, free for a month, you can cancel any time. For all of this, and all of the podcast episodes, head over to usebecause.com. Until next time.